0: Hello again everyone. I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for this Creation Anew episode, podcast episode. And I am the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana. And I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And I want to welcome you to this episode of Creation Anew. Well, um, I have to tell you, it, there may be some, um, some just some breaks here and there in this podcast. And what I mean by breaks is uh, there may be some moments of silence. I have, uh, I, I do this every fall, and it's October here in Indiana. Um, I, uh, I usually get. Um, you know just the sniffles the sore throat things like that and I know what maybe some of you are thinking out there oh my goodness he's got COVID Uh, I don't want to jump to that conclusion uh, but uh, um, if I do then you certainly are not gonna be able to get it from me so uh, just rest assured that COVID can't uh, magically get through uh, the internet and over your uh, phone or your computer so uh, you're safe so, but with that, uh, there may be times when I need to cough or uh, clear my throat or uh, take a drink so I can keep on uh, on uh, talking here. So um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, one of the things that I, I have been pondering uh, over uh, several days is the topic of truth. And when I say truth, I may just, uh, I may have just lost some of you that, that are listening because in our world today, truth is becoming a very scarce item. And um, that's a dangerous thing for humanity. Humanity has to have truth. And And to be even more specific, humanity has to have absolute truths. There are things that we must know that we know. Now that doesn't mean everything, obviously, But we, as human beings, will not be able to continue safely without being able to discern what is true, and what is not. Let me give you just a little story here uh, of my nefarious past. Uh, Back in the mid-90s many of you may remember a movie uh, called Forrest Gump that was released and I remember watching that movie and I actually watched it without my wife for the first time. I watched it with some friends while she was out of town. And she came back into town and I was so impressed with the film. I said, oh, you know, I'd really like to sit down with you and, and watch this. Well, we watched it a second time and I started picking up on, uh, on more and more things. And there was something in particular that I picked up on in this movie, Forrest Gump. And that was the idea of deception now you know Hollywood is is a town of deception it's a town of make-believe I understand that movies are not uh, reality uh, a lot of the time but there were scenes in Forrest Gump where um, Forrest was uh, meeting presidents he was um, you know put into historic situations, and it was done um, with wonderful technology. It was done very seamlessly. In fact, it was done so well that if you really didn't know that Forrest Gump was a movie, and you really didn't know history. You might actually be able to look at a still photograph or even some uh, pieces of footage from that film. And you would think that Forrest Gump is actually in those scenarios. If you believe that Forrest Gump was a real character. And I remember telling my wife whenever I uh, watched the movie. um, I remember telling her, this technology is going to open a door. It's going to open a door for deception. And not that the technology is bad, but it can be used in a bad way. It can be used to not tell the truth, or to distort the truth, or to manipulate the truth. And big deal, what does that mean? Well, that could actually mean that as technology goes on, and we have technology today, that can mimic voices we have technology that can that can recreate dead people uh and put them on film you've probably seen um uh, the there was a, a a star wars movie um called rogue one and there were some characters in there that and and the the actors for those characters obviously uh had been dead one had been dead quite a long time And, um, and they, you could still see that, you know, this, something isn't quite right with the movement, but they're getting better and better. And guys, I'm telling you, we are, are quickly rolling in to a world where we're not going to be able to tell reality from fiction. And. It's fun to watch movies with this technology, and I'm not trying to poo-poo the technology, nothing like that. My point is that the truth can become very subjective. Now, with human beings, the truth has been subjective for quite some time. We, as human beings, like to create our own truth. We like to deny absolute truths. And we have been doing that, especially in the United States. We've been doing that for many, many years. But now we have come to the point, and if my voice does a Peter Brady type of jump in pitch, that's another reason, uh, just, uh, just what my voice does during this time. I can either sound like Mickey Mouse or Barry White, so just bear with me. In this particular point in time, we are having people that cannot discern on whether they're an animal or a human being. We're having people that are identifying as other sexes, other species, other creatures than what they really are. And I would submit that that is a denial of truth. Now, we've had several um, people over recent years that, especially with... um, uh, the, the homosexual, or the the transgender, um, the, the, the gay, the lesbian, the queer, whatever name you want to put on it, there are some within that movement that are absolutely denying what is right in front of them. And what I mean by that specifically is, you may have somebody that will claim that they're a woman when they have the biological parts of a man and there'll be some that will claim that they're male when they're when you know biologically they're female and when you start getting to that point you really get into trouble and really what our world needs today is we need a good dose of truth and we need to be able to clear our heads and stop the emotion and we need to listen To the truth. It is becoming so absurd that people will tell you that up is down and down is up and there are going to be some in in our uh, citizenry here in the United States and across the world that will believe what is absolutely not true. Now over the years you've also had people that will look at you and say there absolutely is no absolute truth. And by saying that, they break up their own argument because they are making an absolute statement. And if there are no absolute truths, if there are no absolutes, then how can they assert that there are no absolute truths? That in and of itself is an absolute statement. So we are so, um, as, a, as, a, uh, as, as a people, um, we are so messed up. And one of the reasons why this podcast goes out is to be able to say there is an answer for all the chaos. There is an answer for uh, the craziness that's out there. And people can deny the truths of Jesus Christ. But the more and more you stack up these truths and you really examine them, you find out that these truths start matching up. So, we're going to talk about truth for just a little while. And you've heard quite a mouthful um, already from me. But we're going to talk about um, starting off here, we're going to talk about a question that is posed in Scripture. And I'm going to get um, hopefully most of this in before I take a break. But there was a man by the name of Pilate, Pilate was an official. He was a civil authority in the, in the government of Rome. And Pilate was not a nice guy. He was not somebody that you would say, Hey, let's invite Pilate over to our party or to our dinner. Um, he, you wouldn't want him around. He was ruthless. He was bloodthirsty. He was cruel. In fact, he was so cavalier with human life that even the Roman government, which by the way, the Roman government didn't um, have a weak stomach when it comes to taking life. Even the Roman government at one point in time in Pilate's career said, you have overstepped the bounds. <laughs> you have crossed the line, even for us. And if you were, um, if you were um, so cruel and so heartless that even the Roman governmental system would look at you and go, dude, that is way over the line. You were a bad guy and Pilate was a bad guy. But the interesting thing about Pilate is whenever he encountered Jesus Christ and he was a part of the trial of Jesus Christ. And interestingly enough, this guy who is so decisive and so cruel and mean and, and um, bloodthirsty folded like a cheap suit whenever he encountered Jesus Christ. And we're going to read a little bit of that here in just a few moments or so. But Pilate asks a question. And that question is can, can be found in the Gospel of John chapter 18 in verse 38. Now this is after Pilate had been discussing with Jesus and you could see as you read John, you could just you you see the sweat pouring off of Pilate's forehead. He's getting nervous. He is very uncomfortable. He is very unsure. And Jesus is really without, you know, Jesus isn't arguing. He is not fighting back. Nothing He's answering Pilate's questions. And the more things go on in this conversation between Pilate and Jesus, the more nervous Pilate gets. And at one point in time, Pilate asks this question. It's found in the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verse 38. Pilate said to him, the him there is Jesus, What is truth and that's what I want to talk about so we're going to take a break when we come back we can talk a little bit more about pilot and uh, if if you don't like the topic of conversation we'll goodness, come back just simply because my voice is going in and out and up and down and all over the place. Uh, You may even get whiplash for the many directions my voice is going to go on this episode. So we're going to take a break and then we'll be back momentarily. Okay we are back and we're talking about truth and one of the first things that i want to present to you and i want to challenge you with is there has to be an absolute truth in life in this existence in which we are there has to be an absolute truth and here's why an absolute truth guides us We all have principles. Now, we may have bad principles, but we all have principles. And an absolute truth must exist because we all have principles. We all believe somewhere along the line there are things that are right and there are things that are wrong. And if you don't believe that, if you say, oh, I don't believe That there are absolute truths i don't even believe that we can know truth okay well let me say what is uh what is the the big push for black lives matter and organizations like that to say well there's racism in the world and it's it's uh it has to be stopped isn't that in their minds a statement of fact I'm not saying that it is a fact I'm saying it's a statement of fact they believe that 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 the, there is racism all over when they say that so people have principles they have things that will say that they say are right and wrong another reason why I say that people have um, at least a sense of right and wrong which relates to truth because if something is right well, Someone is standing on that right as a truth. If something is wrong, people are saying they're condemning that wrong because they believe it's truth. Well, take a look at humanity. Then people may say that there's no truth. But when there's, a, there's something done to them they don't like, all of a sudden they find truth. Well... If something has, if someone has wronged them, they'll, they'll come up and say, well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You wronged me. If there is no such thing as truth, you can't make a statement like that. You cannot say you did the right thing or the wrong thing because those are statements of truth. So just the idea that people have a sense of right and wrong point to the fact that there is a truth I'm not saying that everybody's truth is the real truth in fact, most people do not follow absolute truths but when you talk about absolute truths which by the way, that's what Pilate was asking in John chapter 18 he was asking Jesus, what in the world is truth? I think at this point in time in Pilate's life, he literally was just confused. He had no clue exactly what to do. And he looks at this man, Jesus, and I'm not sure that he was looking at Jesus as an answer. You know, for so that that, that he I don't think he was really expecting Jesus to give some kind of satisfactory answer, although I believe Jesus would have. But I think Pilate was asking Jesus just out of frustration, what in the world is truth? And Pilate was looking at the life of Christ. And this is where his confusion comes in. He was looking at the the life of Christ and saying, I do not see where this man has done anything wrong. And no one else, by the way, could see and, and point with evidence and convict Jesus with evidence that he had done anything wrong. And even Pilate is saying the same thing. I don't see where this guy has done anything. That's what was going on in Pilate's mind. That's why Pilate was trying to let Jesus go. And if you read the Gospel of John, you'll see what Pilate was doing. Well, but the angry mob kept saying, hey, crucify him. If you don't crucify him, you're not doing the right thing. So you have two ideas colliding here. And I think Pilate was very, very appropriate to ask this question, what is truth? Well, let's define truth. I have a very simple, um, simple definition. Now, I'm not um, I'm not part of the Webster family or anything like that. But truth simply can be defined as what is. When you look at the world, you can see things of truth. Birds can fly. That is a truth. Um, bears have claws. That's a truth. Rabbits eat uh, eat green stuff. <laughs> That's a truth. But you know what? In this day and age, people are starting to even say that we can't even know what truth is. In Exodus 20 verse 16, God gives an idea of absolute truth. This is why Christians believe there is absolute truth because of verses just like Exodus 20, verse 16. And that verse says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. It's part of the 10 commandments. And by the way, the American system of law is based upon the 10 commandments. You can deny it all you want, but compare compare things. And there's a lot of similarity. A lot of other societies have laws that bear the similar laws to the the Old Testament Ten Commandments. But let's take a look at this one commandment here. God commands the Hebrews, and this is a command that really goes beyond the Hebrews to all humanity, and he says, you shall not bear false witness. Well, you know what that implies? And it then implies that there is a false witness and a true witness. So when you think of the idea of testifying, or you think of the idea of telling a statement of fact or a statement of falsehood, that there is such a thing as truth and falsehood. That's why Christians believe that there are truths. Now, uh, just a side note here: many, um, many churches, which I don't believe they—if they—if they abandon truth, they are abandoning the Bible. They're not really a Christian, uh, as far as not not in denomination, but they're not a a church that would follow Christ if they deny truth. So, barring that. But someone who has believed on the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins believes that there is such a thing as absolute truth. Now this has been fought against for many, many years and this is what's happening. People are starting to really become unhinged. They're becoming unhinged because... Um, they are denying truth. Um, I I don't know exactly how this happens, but it does. And when we come back, I'm gonna give you some references, and I want to show you how a denial of truth is absolutely the most dangerous thing that you possibly can do. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back here. And uh, what we're talking about is truth. And I wanted to address the dangers of truth. We've talked about, uh, that there is a truth. We've talked about, you know, reasons why uh, we should believe there is a truth. And now we're going to talk about the dangers. Here are here's the, the main danger of denying truth. It's be, it, denying truth is so dangerous because eventually, if you keep telling yourself there is no truth, you will have no clue what is right and true and what is not. Let me give you an example here. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul is talking um, about someone who's going to come in the future. And he's going to deceive many, many people. And who is it that he's going to deceive? He's going to deceive people who rejected truth. And he's going to he's going to actually in in two Thessalonians chapter two, verse eleven, Paul says for this reason God will send upon them, a deluding influence, so that they will believe what is false, in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. Now what in the world? Well, what Paul is saying here is you can come to a point where you are denying truth and you absolutely can't tell the difference between a lie and the truth. Because God is actually going to push you over the edge. I'm not saying that God wants to do this. Really, If you think about it, what God is doing is just giving people what they want. Let me read something else to you. It's in Romans chapter 1. We're, again, talking about people who deny truth. People who will look at... um, They will look even in things in nature and deny that there is some kind of intelligent something that created everything. And this is what Paul talks about in the first chapter of Romans where they just simply would rather believe a falsehood rather than accept any kind of truth at all. And Paul says for these people in Romans 124 125 and one twenty-six, he says this, Therefore, God gave them over to the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. And then verse 26, we can go down to 27. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural, and in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman, and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts, and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Did you hear? And let's read verse 28. Romans 1.28 says, And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. Listen to that. Did you hear that? Both in 2 Thessalonians and in Romans, we see that God will take people to a point and he's trying to give truth and he's trying to tell them the right things and they keep rejecting and they keep rejecting and the bible says that there is a moment when these people slip in to some other reality god gives them over to a depraved mind he gives them over to the the things that they want he sends a delusion now I don't want to paint God in a bad light here that he is that he would be happy of doing such a thing but have you ever uh, argued, argued with someone and they're simply not going to listen to reason eventually you have to say you know what I'm going to have to break off this conversation because we're not really getting anywhere And you're not going to listen. So therefore, I'm going to move on. That's what God is doing. That's the danger of people denying truth. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, number one, truth is always good. The Bible talks about truth. In fact, as a Christian, I believe that the Bible is truth. I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He came in and put on human flesh and walked this earth, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for the sins of humanity, was physically buried, and physically rose from the dead. I believe that's truth. And again, I would point that if you look at the evidence, you have to start saying the evidence points to that story being the truth. And because of that, that, that um, infects or that affects, either way is fine with me, that, that influences, that belief influences how I see the world. And I do see the world in truths. Now, there are some things we won't know. We can speculate on some things. There are things we have to take evidence But when you have evidence, you can start sorting out the truth. And we are coming into a world. The reason why I bring this up is because we are coming into a world where many people are not just denying absolute truths, which is bad enough. We're coming into a world where people are saying we can't even know truth, that truth That the understanding of knowledge and truth is simply impossible. Now, when you get to that point, really what you're doing is you're just kind of floating in space. You don't have any bearing, no direction, no foothold, nothing. You are a slave to whatever is going to happen next. that's what many are starting to say and have been saying for many years in the u.s society and i believe around the world let me give you an example we talked about this a little early earlier in the podcast and that is when you have someone that denies that they're even a human being and identifies now as a cat they've become completely unhinged that's not judgment On my part against them, that is, well, I guess it is a judgment. In some ways, I am making a decision and saying they are absolutely denying the truth. They're not a cat. They're a human being. When you start doing things like that, you push the limit. And you push and push and push until eventually reality starts leaving you. And you become crazy. I see this a lot in political candidates when they will say something on TV and then when someone says, hey, do you remember when you said this? And they'll deny it. And they can even pull up the, the video and say, uh, look, you're saying this. And they'll go, no, no, I didn't. I didn't say that. That's a denial of truth. And when you start deceiving you become deceived yourself I saw that whenever I was watching Forrest Gump years ago I thought this is going to be this technology used in this movie is going to be a great tool to start really watering down the truth and we're seeing it in our society not because of Forrest Gump but we're seeing people utterly deny reality and when you start denying reality you'll start believing things like yeah the Jews are bad people you'll believe you will believe it if someone would tell you that the Jews are bad people and which goes against everything that is true but that's how Hitler started getting a mass of people to completely go insane for his crazy ideas. You see, you have to hold on to truth. And if you look at the account of Pilate and Jesus in in John chapter 18, you see a guy that is starting to become unhinged. And he comes to a point in time of just being lucid and, and at least he can utter the question, what is truth? Guys, that's what the world needs to hear. They need to ask that question. What is truth? And I'm gonna tell you, if you go with any other so-called truth other than the truth of the Bible, I believe you're gonna go down the wrong path and you're gonna be hurt and you're gonna be deceived and you're going to be wronged. That's why truth is so important. Now, we can talk about this um, uh, further down the road, but I wanted to start, just kind of start this conversation here and, and just start introducing truth. Because if you're a believer, you have latched on to an absolute truth. If you're not a believer and you're untethered from the truth, you're going to want to get a hold of what is true. Many times I hear people say, I just want to find the truth. And one of the things you have to do in order to find the truth is start seeking it. That's why I would challenge you. If you are not sure if there is truth, if you're not even sure if you can really even know what truth is, what have you got to lose to look at scripture? I mean you know, it cost you some time, maybe some thought cells. (laughs) Take a look at what the Bible says and start looking at it through a rational objective lens. And I think that you will see things in a very different way. Alrighty, guys, uh, I'm I'm done for this episode, and I appreciate you listening to me. Um, do me a favor: if you like what you hear, tell others share these podcast episodes let's get the word out about creation anew and uh you can go on facebook right now i'm kind of hovering on facebook um, i'm planning to do some other things as well but you'll see some videos you will see articles you'll see all kinds of things on there and uh, and there's a website that is coming and uh, uh so just hang in there But um, there'll be videos, uh, uh, more videos coming, uh, Lord willing. But I would encourage you, tell others about this podcast. Something else. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is randy at creationanew.com. If you want to see me, I don't know why you would, but if you want to see me and and look eye to eye, uh, you can visit Community Church of Mooresville in Mooresville, Indiana, or Mount Pleasant Christian Church in the great town of Hall, Indiana. That's in the in kind of in the central, west central part of Indiana. And if you're looking for a church, if you don't have a church home and you live in that part of Indiana, by golly, I would invite you to come over and, and check out either one of these churches. I think you'll like what you see. So until next time, you guys take care. And I hope that you have a great day. Bye-bye.